Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, it's just me today, although I have actually got Axel sat next to me. It's a bit weird because I'm on my own, but we have actually got two guests to make up for it. So there are still going to be three voices on this episode. I've had my mouth surgery, but I can actually talk, as you can hear. But yeah, it's not been that fun. I can't eat solids and we are going to be talking about food today. So we might as well just get straight into it. We are joined by Henry and Ian from Bosch. So welcome, guys. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's really, really good. Good. Um, I mean, you're onto your seventh book now, so I think most of the people listening are going to know who you are, but do you want to just give us like a little roundup of who you are and how you managed to be onto your like seventh cookbook? It's amazing. Sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, my name's Ian Theesby. This is Henry Firth, and we make up Bosch. Um, we started out as a Facebook page s- seven years ago where we were posting videos of ourselves cooking tasty plant-based recipes because what we wanted to do was show the world that plant-based food can actually be really, really tasty, really healthy, and quite normal if you know how to do it. And seven years ago, that really wasn't the case, was it? No, absolutely not. And you know what, we're we kind of from families of meat eaters, we've always been meat eaters. Mm. Um, but when we realized just how delicious vegan food could be, and we also realized it was great for the planet, uh, we started thinking about you know our future children and um, you know, the planet we were giving them, uh, we realized we wanted to find a way to make vegan food taste delicious and appealing to the rest of the world who ate meat. That's it. And we started on social media. um, And since we started our social media on Facebook, we've gone to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and we've racked up a grand total of over 3 billion views of our uh, plant-based recipe videos now, which is pretty cool. And off the back of the popularity of the social media videos, we've done cookbooks, which we've sold a million. And um, we've also got products in supermarkets. So it's been quite a wild ride over the past few years. Wow, that is, I mean, gosh, that is really impressive. Um, I mean, today you're going to come on and answer like lots of our audience's questions all about, I think lots of us want to get more plants into our diet and also into our kids' diet. So shall I just kick off with some of the questions and then we can see how we go from there? Please. Yeah? I like this one. 
What are the ingredients that go on your shopping list every week? So if you're about to start introducing more plants into your diet, what are like your key staples? Great question. I think um, there's a lot of a lot of answers to that. The nice thing is they're all vegetables, basically, or whole foods, whole grains and vegetables. So um, people talk about plant-based food and uh, they talk about it if it, as if it's something alien. We do talk a lot about um, vegan meat or about products that we can buy in packets. But actually the best thing we can be eating that's healthiest is just pure foods. So mushrooms will always be on our shopping list. Uh, we will always have pulses, um, things like things like kidney beans or black beans. We'll want to get some chickpeas in there for hummus, you know, creating all of this lovely protein, but also these carbohydrates, packing our plate full of vitamins. And I think if you start with a bedrock of delicious vegetables and whole foods, then every now and again, you can have a cheat meal and you can have those tasty indulgent meals, you know, occasionally. Yeah. And you know, you say about like pulses and stuff. Mm. Do you buy those in tins? Because this is what I always see. You know, like if I'm buying some grains or whatever and it says, oh, soak overnight for blah, 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 blah. I think, oh, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. So are we buying them in tins to save time? Honestly, like if you want to save money and if you want to um, be really frugal, then absolutely buy those dried pulses. They will last for ages. They will sit in a jar on your shelf and um, you have to be a bit pre-organized in order to get them ready. You might have to soak them the night before. But let's be honest, we haven't got time for that at Bosch. And, you know, parents listening probably haven't either. So we will tend to opt for either tinned or even those little pouches of grains, which yeah. are fantastic. Like they serve to you know, super quick and easy to get on a plate. They're really healthy. You can get your kind of frique or your quinoa mixed with different things. Our cupboard is always filled with them and they help you stay healthy in a pinch. I love that. Um, actually, this is a question close to my heart. It's from Laura. Why does vegan cheese taste so bad? And is there a good one? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is true that vegan cheese is one of the last vegan alternatives to get really good. Um, when we first started going vegan like seven or eight years ago, the vegan cheese was diabolical. It was really <laughs> awful. But over the course of time, vegan cheese has got a little bit better. Some have got tastier, some have got better texture, and some have uh, arrived at the point where they melt beautifully now. Um, but if you wanted um, two recommendations for brands, I'll give you two. I'll give you one that's more, um, it, it, more cost-effective and then one that's actually quite expensive, but it's artisan. So the first one is a brand called Butte Island, and they do a product called Cheese. And their food is really tasty. They've got, like, it's, it's got a nice sharpness. It's got a really nice creamy texture. And there's a few different types of cheeses that will kind of fill the void if you're looking to replace regular cheese with plant-based cheese. And the other one I, I would suggest is a company called Kinda Co. Um, we know the founder, Ellie. She started off really, really small, just making cheese in um, her old rented flat. But now she's got a full-on factory in Somerset and um, supplies health food shops up and down the country. It's quite expensive, but it's absolutely delicious. Wow. And, and in terms of the why, right? So um, the reason why vegan cheese has that flavor it's coconut. So most vegan cheese is made with coconut oil. And the reason it's made with coconut oil is because it's going to help it to melt. If you think about if you've got a jar of coconut oil at home, it will be kind of solid throughout the winter and then it will be liquid throughout the summer. So that kind of melting point works really well to help cheese melt. The problem is the flavor of coconut and cheese do not go well together. <laughs> so um, a lot of vegan cheese is kind of coconutty and a little bit chemically as well. Yeah. The nice thing about that kind of co-cheese actually is it, it's just made from nuts. So it's not going to melt, but it's going to taste wonderful. 
Oh, right. Okay. So then, I mean, a lot of the listeners and actually quite a lot of my friends have been through this where their kids can't have dairy when yeah. they're, you know, when they're little and they're trying to find an alternative for pizza. Yes, <laughs> because yes. pizza is like a kid's staple. Absolutely. Have you found like any like, you know, little hacks to making a vegan pizza or like, are there any good like packet packet pizzas that that you can go to like recommend? Oh, good question. Yeah, I think a, a pizza lives and dies on two things. And the, the first thing is the dough. Yeah. So the dough needs to be fluffy and it needs to be crispy around the edges and it needs to um, be really, really good. So I think that if people are making pizza and making pizza properly, if they can spend a bit of time getting some, dough, like making dough or indeed getting the frozen dough that you can now get available at most supermarkets, that's a really great way to get super, super nice base flavor. And the second thing, is the tomato sauce. Now, yeah. tomato sauce, it, when it's done properly, is arguably the best thing anyone can eat because it's just a, a flavor bomb. Um, we've actually just been at a wedding in Italy, in Florence, and we ate um, pizza over there, and the pizza was delicious, and the tomato sauce was just so flavorful and so rich. So I reckon to any parents out there, if you can nail those two things, then you've got a great base and you can pop anything on top of it. It's going to taste wonderful. Love that. How do you make your tomato sauce? Oh, well, I mean, like the better the quality of the tomato, the better. But I mean, um, the, the sort of four things that you can pop in tomato sauce to make it truly fantastic. San Marzano tomatoes are great. They're sort of like long, big, fat looking tomatoes. They're really sweet, really delicious. Then you use a shallot rather than an onion because shallot is sweeter. You chop it as fine as possible. Use good quality olive oil to fry it off and then um, go heavy on the garlic because the garlic is, when you chop it nice and fine and you don't burn it, it just adds so much flavor. And then if you've got any fresh basil in a pot on the windowsill, that will help your tomato sauce just go completely to the next level. Bro, I love that. How do you get kids to eat unusual veg? Okay, so I think think the key here is there's two ways to do it, right? One is bringing kids on the journey. And I'm sure that's what every parent is trying to do right so making them aware that they're eating veg and helping them to get excited about that now um i have a child but she's way too young she's seven months old and ian doesn't have a child not, so not yet my, my, my child is still cooking he, he arrives in october yeah so oh, so okay so you've got some reason to do yeah so you know we're first of all speaking with awe to all of you parents who have you know um kids who are now eating and we're not speaking from personal experience but we have cooked for a lot of children and i think getting them excited about vegetables, making them fun, making it seem like a challenge. Um, in all the ways you might do that is one thing to do. And obviously you've got to get them through those flavors, starting with the ones that sound more fun, that um, that sound more like something they want to get involved in and maybe leaving out the scary green ones because, you know, they just don't sound like fun. Um, but the other one is obviously hiding those vegetables and um, spaghetti bolognese, chili con carne, lasagna, all of these places are wonderful locations to hide vegetables. You can blitz mushrooms, you can even blitz cauliflower or broccoli and turn them into the mince in your spag bol. Mm. Um, wonderful way to hide it and make it feel like your kids are eating something fun when actually they're eating something really, really healthy. Yeah, I've I've been doing this for years. My kids are actually all right with vegetables, but I literally roast loads and loads and loads of vegetables, and then I pour passata or like tin tomatoes over nice. the top, cook them in the in the roasting tin, and then blitz it all up, and it's like a pasta sauce with like ten vegetables in it, mm. and then like obviously loads of cheese on top. But uh, <laughs> how old are your children? How old are my children? Um, four and seven. And uh, so, w- w- what's the process that you went through in order to sort of teach uh, the kids? 
like where their food comes from. Uh, do, do, do you show them pictures of like, for instance, tomatoes growing or have you taken them to pick strawberries or whatever? Yeah, so my dad has an allotment. Uh. So they have grown up going to the allotment with my dad. So they know. And also they do learn in school. But I do. I am really into cooking. And yeah. I do think that kind I mean, it kind of has like it sort of helped because they've yeah. sort of always seen me making stuff. And But it, the, thing, the thing is, though, they – I've done the same sort of weaning with both of them, mm-hmm. exactly the same. They've both, you know, spent time at the allotment, spent time in the supermarket with me. We've been to things, you know, like we've talked about food. We're a foodie family and one will eat absolutely anything and yeah. the other one is fussy. Wow. So, like, it's <laughs> I don't know if there's any logic to it. But vegetables we're actually all right with. So I mean, yeah. it, I think it like it, that I believe to be key. I think uh, showing children where their food comes from and getting enthusiastic about it and, like Henry says, getting them involved is surely the best way to sort of to just normalise the, the, yeah. the eating of vegetables. Yeah, definitely. This is a good one. Quick meals for the whole family, including a picky toddler. Goodness gracious me. Um, I think that, again, pasta is such a great option for yeah. this. Because pasta, for instance, if someone is doesn't want to eat too many carbs, no problem. Because what you can do is just swap out your, um, your regular gluten-based pasta for something like a lentil pasta or a chickpea pasta, which are now easily available and really, really tasty. And once you've got the pasta as the thing that's going to fill you up, you can go kind of crazy with the sauce. So you, like we mentioned before, you can do a tomato sauce or you can go a little bit rogue. like, Or you could just like do a vegetable-laden basil pesto type sauce. Um, and get really, really creative with that sort of stuff. Dips are fantastic for kids as well. So, um, you know, I think whether it's hummus or some other tasty dip, and by the way, hummus is such a great food for even eating at a very young age. So our baby Berry is already eating hummus, um, age seven months. So we've got to start early on her hummus journey. Um, things to dip in hummus or, you know, little vegetable dippers, Kids love chicken nuggets, right? And there's two reasons for that. One is they're just very unhealthy and taste full, like they're full of fat and full of carbs. We don't want to be giving our kids too much of that if we can help it. But also because they're fun and easy and bite-sized and easy to eat. So I think creating those kind of same dippy experiences, but with vegetables, is a fantastic idea for kids. Yeah, that's so true, actually. Kids do love a dip. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Best iron-rich recipes, please. Do you know what a really good iron-rich recipe would be? It would be a spinach curry. 
because um, spinach is obviously jam-packed full of iron and it cooks down to nothing. So when you're making a good quality um, spinach curry that you, you say you're making some tofu paneer to pop on top of it, you need bucket loads of spinach. You probably need like three stacks of the stuff to cook it all down. And, um, and once you've cooked it all down and you've added the um, traditional Indian spices and you've popped that tofu paneer on top of it, then that is a great way to get some high quality um, iron into your diet. And anytime you're thinking about iron, like just think green, right? So kale is going to be great. Broccoli is going to be great. Uh, cabbage is going to be great. Um, green is a great place to start. But also actually, I mean, we eat a lot of protein uh, that is in the form of chickpeas. Um, also tofu, both of those are great sources of iron as well. Um, but also, you know, if we're, we're talking to mamas and we're talking to people who are either raising kids or, or growing kids even, iron is super important. So like, it's always good to make sure you are talking to your doctor or a nutritionist. You might want to take an iron supplement as well. This is really interesting because we touched on it earlier that you said that mainly whole foods are what we should be aiming for. But what are your thoughts on fake meats? Okay, so this, this comes up a lot for us, right? And I think um, there's a lot of different debate right now about vegan meat, alternative meat, or fake meat, as we might call it, and, and also use, often using the term ultra-processed or processed. And um, we should all be, as humans, eating food that is minimally processed if we can. Okay, that's a really, really great guideline. So just generally thinking about foods in their natural form, um, basically produce, like the more we can eat, be eating produce, in particular seasonal produce, the better. Um, that said, it's worth us just examining our use of the word ultra processed and thinking about how we're applying that to our whole shopping basket. Because um, if we're looking to remove processed foods from our shopping basket, fantastic. But if we're only looking at the vegan meat and labeling that ultra processed, and yet we're buying tinned goods, we're buying white bread, we're buying ready meals, we're buying pre-prepared cakes, and it's only the vegan meat that we're calling ultra-processed, we may be dealing with a little bit of hidden bias. So um, there is a little bit of a, um, shall we say, a, 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 an anti-PR against the vegan movement, which basically is using that phrase ultra-processed. Now, the process by which vegan meat is made is not that dissimilar to how we make bread, Okay, so you basically take a pea um, and you dry it and then you grind it, which is super similar to how we make flour, but you just make a proteiny flour and then you turn that into a bread. And when you describe it like that, it doesn't sound quite so scary. So we are all for plant-based protein as being a super efficient source of protein. It's good for the planet. Um, it's good for our bodies. But it is worth bearing in mind that we shouldn't be eating it all the time, just in the same way we shouldn't be eating any food that's come from a factory all the time. Mm. Eating it as a treat is absolutely fine though. Um, and it's part of the reason why we've written this book, uh, which is, you know, celebrating plant-based protein. It's, it's a wonderful invention that only came about in the last five years. And, um, we think people should embrace it. Yeah, love it. Like, as in the same way, if you're a meat eater, you would have a burger. You wouldn't do it every single day, would Absolutely. you? Absolutely. And I think if you are... If Although you are my son would, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a meat eater, you should be going for the highest quality meat and thinking about how frequently you eat it. And that the same is true of plant-based meat, you know. Um, some are cheaper than others. You should definitely be reading those labels. Um, but we shouldn't be as afraid of it as we currently are. And which brands, like, off the top of your head, are, like, the the better ones some of the better brands i mean uh, i think it would be remiss of us not to give a shout out to the og of vegan meat linda mccartney 
Yeah. <laughs> Old school. Yeah, Linda McCartney. She was there right at the beginning, and she's still there now. And the food that they make is really, really good. So uh, if you're looking for a cheap, cheerful, trusted brand, then Linda McCartney, fantastic. But one of the um, brands that we've been extremely impressed with of late is a brand coming out of Israel called Juicy Marbles. Now, Juicy Marbles, they make steak and they make loins. And it is remarkable the amount of texture that they've got in them because what they do is they take the the kind of raw product and then they 3D print it. Now, that sounds weird, but it isn't. What they're basically doing is kind of just creating layers of texture. and And what you've got is just like something that tastes like beef, uh, it's got the same feel in the mouth as beef. It sizzles like beef. It's truly remarkable and absolutely delicious. And, and I think what you want to be looking for when you're looking at these plant-based proteins is um, do check the ingredients list. Um, probably don't go for the ones that are the cheapest because they're the ones that are more likely to um, have some let's say lazy and not so good ingredients in them Um, but you want stuff that is made from either peas or soybeans or even faba beans or even wheat and that is the source of the protein sometimes it might be potato protein as well you want something that is essentially made from one of those ingredients Uh, they they might have a little bit of um, oil in there so they'll be kind of replicating the fat from the meat Um, you might have some natural flavorings and then you might have a thing called methylcellulose. Those are all the ingredients that we're okay with. Methylcellulose is kind of like a binder. It's used in a lot of food. Uh, It's not really something we need to be afraid of. But I think anything else that sounds chemically, we might not want to be having that on a regular basis. Okay, brilliant. Um, This is from Becca. How do I build up a a recipe repertoire for families? Kids like to stick to what they know, which is true. So I guess what would be like five staple midweek meals if you're planning this week, this week's shop? What would your five meals be? I mean, um, I'll throw two out there straight away off the top of my head. Spaghetti bolognese, stir fry. Yeah, because a stir fry is a great thing to do because you know you can use rice as as part of the base, but you can also use noodles. And there's loads of different flavors of sauces that you can use, and then there's loads of different veggies. And then you know tofu makes a fantastic choice for a bit of protein, and as does vegan chicken as well. So those two things are it would be perfect. I would add to that list a. Um, First of all, probably tacos, right? Tacos are fun. They're finger food. You can be flexible with what you put inside them, and they don't need to take very long to put together. But the key thing is, you know, with a little bit of a salsa. I mean, salsa is a way to hide a salad, right? The salsa is basically a salad. Um, so definitely get some tacos in there. And then I think I would probably go for a healthy fish and chips night, right? So fish, beans, and chips, that's like a kid's favorite, isn't it? But it doesn't have to be bad for you. If you were to make the beans yourself, so if you were to use some like butter beans or something, give them a little bit of a tomato sauce, you've basically made baked beans. Um, You could then either make your own fish from tofu or or get one of those kind of tasty fish fingers that are plant-based that, again, look for the healthy ones and get one that's breaded, it's not deep fried. And then the chips, you know, potatoes don't have to be unhealthy. You just don't want a deep fry them so you might do an air fryer you might even bake them or you might use sweet potato instead of potato so healthy fish beans and chips love that that's really good and what about a curry like what are your go-to curries that would have a lot of protein in them oh basically um dal is the perfect place to start when it comes to a protein rich curry because lentils are packed full of protein and dal is just such a fantastic 
base curry because once you've got your lentils in there and you've fried up your onions, a bit of garlic, a bit of ginger, then you can start playing around with the spices. You can add some tomato puree in there. You can add some coconut uh, milk in there and you can get super creative with dal and it's a great way to get protein on a plant-based diet. That sounds really good. I am actually feeling inspired. (laughs) Just finally, uh, what are your tips to getting better at eating fruit and veg in season? Oh, great, great, great question. I think um, number one tip, and I know this can be challenging to do, but it's, um, it's if you can, go to the green grocer, right? We've all got them relatively near to us, hopefully. Um, it can be very tempting to just go to the supermarket and buy everything in the supermarket. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But if you have got access to a green grocer, then stopping in there and making getting a relationship with that person is a great way to do that. And you can get some really lovely, fresh produce in there. Um, obviously, if you are going to the supermarket, just make sure you're sticking around that fruit and veg aisle just that little bit longer, you know, and, um, and having a look at what looks like it's in season. Um, go for those things that are on offer. For example, you'll notice right now, uh, because it's the height of summer, berries are just abundant. You're getting these massive tubs of berries. Um, so, uh, so look at what they've got on offer and what they've got an abundance of. Yeah, and don't be afraid to freeze it either. So, you know, you're grabbing some of this veg when it's in season, um, but also you might not find you're using it all. Make sure you're using that freezer because that can be a great way to extend the life of that fruit and veg. Brilliant. That That's really great. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about your new book and maybe like your fa- couple of your favourite recipes in there? Sure thing. So our brand new book, Bosch Meat, uh, will be out right now. And it is a celebration of vegetables that you can make really meaty, like jackfruit and aubergine and mushrooms and banana blossom. And it's also a celebration of the fantastic plant-based meats that are out there available now and have been for a few um, months. Like what we wanted to do with this book is basically show people that you can get loads and loads of really meaty flavors and loads of meaty textures on a plant-based diet. And um, I think that this, this book actually is basically a marker in time because there hasn't been a book like it before in the plant-based space. So we're really proud of it and would definitely say that it, the tastiest recipes that we've ever written are in, that, in those pages. Go on then, what are your favorite ones? Oh, I mean, I'm just going to go, and we've talked about spaghetti quite a lot, so I'm just going to stick on that. And spaghetti bolognese in here is just fantastic. We use um, vegan steak and also we use mushrooms to get this perfect meaty texture. And obviously the flavors are are, are cooked low and slow to eke out as much flavor as possible. And uh, it's a great, great recipe. We've got some uh, Lebanese lamb flatbreads in there. And obviously the lamb is uh, is plant-based. So we are using jackfruit and we're using aubergine to create a wonderful lamby flavor. Absolutely gorgeous, flavored with mint and all these delicious flavors that you'd associate with lamb. Um, quick and easy Lebanese style recipe. It's absolutely gorgeous. By the time this goes out, I will have given one of these recipes a go. Oh, wonderful. And I'll do a little update on what, on what I thought. Maybe I'll start with a spag bowl and I can test it out on the kids. Do it. Wonderful. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Um, and just for anyone who wants to find out more from you, where can they find you? They can find us on social media, bosch.tv. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and TikTok and also all of our recipes are hosted on our website bosch.tv. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah. 